0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة لمن كان يرجو الله واليوم الآخر وذكر الله كثيرا (laughs) وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ خَيْرُكُمْ خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِهِ وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِي أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Most respected honor my grand brothers and elders. Everybody has some idea of how to succeed in life how to try and make everything go smoothly whatever aspect of life it might be nobody wants to be a failure at it nobody wants to see chaos nobody wants to see things go in a way that creates problems and difficulties and hardships everybody wants peace wants tranquility wants a happy atmosphere so no matter what part of life it might be, whether it is a person's personal life, whether it is how he tries to succeed in business, for example, or whether it is how he lives his life in terms of a person among his family, an extended family, and how he lives happily with everybody, no matter what part of life it might be, there is no path to success and peace, and happiness, and all the things that we are desiring, except in following in the Mubarak footsteps of Nabi Alaihi Wasallam. That is the only way, and to the extent that we are convinced about it, and we take it to heart, and we implement that prescription, to that extent we will benefit, we will see that goodness that we are desiring, and to the extent that we deviate from this, then we'll be trying 101 things. We'll be having big, big conferences about how to try and solve things. But if we don't come back to the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then no matter what we can try, but we will get nowhere. This is not just some theory. This is the crux of many ayat and ahadith, ayat of the Quran Sharif and ahadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no time to Go into the details of that now, but this is from Quran and Sunnah that they cannot be any success in any other way. So in the Quran, Sharif Allah Taala has highlighted this very, very clearly to us that Laqad kana lakum fi Rasulillahi uswatun hasana. Allah Taala has made Nabiya kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam an uswatun hasana. Uswa, an example, a model. An example, a model is presented in order for it to be emulated, for it to be copied. Person has an example, so now he knows how to now do what's next. There's the example in front of him, he follows the guideline, follows how that example is presented to him, and he can get his own work done correctly. A model is presented so that it might be, the design now might be copied, emulated, this is how things are done. So Nabiya Kareem salaw was presented as a model, as an example, not in some selected aspects of life. That well how to perform salah then Nabi Akaream salaw is the example and model, how to conduct oneself in Hajj, then Nabi Akareem salaw is the model and how to perhaps fulfil some other aspects of life, then he is the model, but how to conduct oneself in other matters how to run one's business? Says, well, my business is my business. Nobody else's business. So don't worry about what I do and how I conduct myself. If I'm deceiving somebody, I'm taking interest, I'm doing all kinds, of, that's my business. No, no. Even business is the way Nabi Kareem Salasim taught us. My home is my home. How I live in my home and what I do, that is my own, my own issue. No, no, it's not my own issue. That too is part of Muasharat that too is part of what is social life and the mu'asharat that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, thought. So just as Nabiy Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a model for the entire ummat in terms of how to perform salah, how to perform hajj, how to fulfill other aspects of ibadat, how to conduct oneself in running a business, in doing business, likewise Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, presented the perfect model and the perfect example of how is a person to conduct himself as a husband. Likewise, he gave complete guidelines and how he lived with the Azwajul Mutahharat, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, his chaste wives, the mothers of the Ummad. And in this process, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave extensive guidelines of how a woman is to be a correct wife. Now, we want that peace in our homes. We want those happy families. We want those healthy marriages to prosper. We want that kind of house and home where the children grow up in a healthy environment. Healthy environment, not only physically healthy, that they are being nourished with healthy food. More than that, what they need often is, they need a healthy, emotionally healthy environment. An environment where they can grow up in a way that their hearts and minds develop without being scarred without having to be exposed by all kinds of vulgarity, and fights, and quarrels, and disputes, and arguments, which become the order of the day. Odds and ends happen anywhere. But that's the thing that they need more than many other things in life. So in any case, in this little time that we have, just to discuss some aspects from the Mubarak seerah of Nabi Kareem wasallam in this regard, that what example he presented, of his life as a husband. And at one time in his Mubarak life, Allah Ta'ala had made this a part of Nabi Kareem sallam, that he had married up to nine wives in one time. In total they were eleven, but at one time in his Nikah were nine for the purpose of teaching the Ummah. Because the Messiah that had to reach the Ummah throughout the world, it would, and especially those aspects that would reach the ummah through the for the purpose of the woman of the ummah. This would come through the wives of Nabi alayhi wa ﷺ. For the first part of his life at the age of 25, he gets married to a widow who's 40 years old already, and in her lifetime he never marries anybody else. And now when it is already past the prime of a person's life, out of the need of deen, he then takes on the other nikahs by the command of Allah Ta'ala. But in all these nikahs, the point that is now for us to understand, what we wish to discuss in this little time, is the example that Nabiya kareem s.a.w. presented as a husband. Now, we can merely touch on a few things, and the thing that really highlights it, are some ahadith and some incidents in his mubarak life. These are just mere pointers. It's not even any discussion as such. It's just some pointers, there's so much detail to this, and this is an entire chapter in the Mubarak life of Nabiya kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But for us to get some glimpse of it, and reflect on ourselves, reflect how we conduct ourselves, many a times when this is the topic, so many a person is thinking, but what about the other half? That am I the only person, it takes two hands to clap, so must I be the only one doing everything? And what about the other half? So the other half, that half of the program takes place in another time. At the moment, the half that is in front, that's the half that is being addressed. So when the other half is being addressed, that's the time that is dealt with. So In any case, if each party takes what they are supposed to do. When we look at what somebody else is supposed to do, we'll never get doing anything. But we worry about what we are supposed to do, inshallah, that will get others to do what they are supposed to do as well. So in any case coming to the subject itself, We're talking about the Mubarak life of Nabiya Kareem and the example that he presented as a husband. And that example is what is meant for us to emulate. We want the same happiness, that peace, that healthy marriage. And the example that Nabi Wasallam presented is what we have to emulate. So the most important thing that it comes down to is character and akhlaq. The sum total of all the good that happens comes down to the aspect of akhlaq And akhlak is not something that happens by a person's decision at a moment in time that now I should adopt akhlaq Then that will be possible to do when he needs to pretend about something. And beforehand he'll plan himself, now I need to go and present myself, maybe I need to now put a proposal somewhere. I'll be meeting somebody, so now how to conduct myself in a way that this person feels i got terrific, very good character. But for that moment, he can pretend, but when he's on the spot, then all that will fizzle out. He won't have time to think how to pretend. akhlaq is what has been developed within. And within the home, within the home, there's no time to pretend about anything. Within the home, all the realities come out. And within the home, whatever a person's very great picture outside that he may present about himself, if that's not within him, then the other side of the picture will be seen inside. This is two sides to the picture. But well, it depends, it doesn't have to be two sides to the picture. But if the person is, has a pretense outside, there's no time to pretend inside. Nabi Kareem wasallam there was no pretenses about him. It was his akhlaq, the Qur'an Sharif testified about it in And then there's no person better to testify about a person's character, about who a person is, than his own wife. Though she might not say it, let us not be fooled if we ask and she gives us a good report, that is for us, for our ears to hear. Because if she doesn't give the good report to us, she might have to hear something else. So let us not be fooled by that. But what's the real person within us, that there's no person better to tell a person than his wife. Say the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was asked about Nabiya Kareem wa sallam, what a kind of person was he? Now she is a wife and she was married at a very young age, so she would have a different perspective to things. And when being married at such a young age, there is a lack of experience in doing maybe household things, yeah, there will be things that will not happen as per requirement at times. There's so many things still to be learned in life. So there'll be some deficiencies in things, in day-to-day things. And from that perspective, she is now describing Nabi Kareem ﷺ. And she's asked, what was Nabi ﷺ's personality like at home? So her immediate and spontaneous reply, al- Yanannas wa akraman nas." He was the most lenient of people most gracious of people now this is not talking about if somebody has to ask about us so maybe it will sometimes a very good person but that sometimes already gives the other times what goes on he we says well other times okay that okay is a loaded answer allah knows best what's inside there nabi Kareem there was not sometimes about it the most gracious of people. Then she further goes on to say, He was like a normal human being. He was an ordinary person at home. He was the most, the greatest of Allah's makhluq and the greatest of Allah Allah's creation. But at home, like we may say it, a person sometimes at home he wants to be treated with these titles. I am so and so and I have all these titles to my name and I have this position in society, so I must be treated like that at home. Who could have had greater titles than Nabi Akareim sallallahu wa sallam? But at home, Kaana Rajulam Minar rijal he was like an ordinary human being, meaning like others conducted themselves in a very ordinary way, down to earth, no airs about himself, not demanding anything. And then she highlights something. And he was an ordinary person, so maybe he was living in his own world, doing his own thing. Illa annahu kana basaman. But yes, he was somebody always very cheerful, smiling very often. Now, this is not something that was said about once in a blue moon. No, no, this was his natural disposition. Now, when this is the personality, this is how a person has developed himself that he has this good akhlaq within him. Then this good akhlak will display at every moment. Then that al that leniency, obviously no compromise in the laws of deen, in the boundaries of sharia. But Allah Taala's commands, there's no compromise in that. But within those limits, within those boundaries, where something didn't contravene the law of Allah wa Ta'ala, then Nabi Al-Karim s.a.w. showed utmost leniency extreme leniency and he did not take issue with things and then further he says <laughs> he would enter the home cheerfully be cheerful in the home because that healthy home is the building block of a healthy society and if there's a healthy society then all the good things we want will be there but it starts off with building a healthy home building a happy home and that happy home the starting point is the head of the home. Everybody has to play their part. It's not just one-sided. But it starts off with the head of the home. How he will lead the home. What kind of character he will display. Further, Aisha explains about Nabiya Kareem that what was his conduct, what was his character. He says, ma Anas ad explaining, وَلَا فِي الْأَسْوَاقِ What was his character? He was neither vulgar by nature and not deliberately vulgar. It seems like many a home that vulgarity stops outside. Meaning that the prohibition of vulgarity, it stops outside. Inside the home, it seems vulgarity is part of the language. Vulgarity is part of the conversation. The slightest irritation, and there'll be some missiles of vulgar words. But Nabi Kareem ﷺ, this was his Mubarak way, that ma na fahishan wala mutafahishan. He would never even deliberately be vulgar. Sometimes a person is not vulgar by nature. But now sometimes he's just wanting to make a drama about something, so now he also starts emulating some other languages. Walla Fil Aswaq, the marketplace, which is a very noisy place. People who normally don't talk loudly also go in the marketplace and they start shouting because everybody is shouting there. Maybe a Kareem S not even in the marketplace, would raise his voice. So then what can be imagined about the home? If not even in the marketplace he would shout, what about the home? That is a healthy home. There are things to be addressed, it needs to be addressed. Things need to be sorted out, but it doesn't require any screaming. It doesn't require shouting and bellowing on top of one's voice. He would never take revenge. He was never a a vengeful person and scoring points, and somebody did something, so now he has to do something in return to level it up that now this person said something nasty to me, so I will say something nasty in return. Somebody did something that irritated me, so I will irritate back. No, no. wa yasfahu. He would forgive and overlook. Forgive and overlook as if it never happened. Forgot about it. Now this is that Mubarak way of life. This is that character that Nabi Al-Karim s.a.w. displayed. Hazrat Aisha was once asked, how did he conduct himself at home? So Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Aisha explains about him, Kaana fi ahlihi. Who we are talking about? Many a time, I'm very, very busy. I have 110 things to do. And I, I come home very tired. I, you know, all the 101 things. So, as a result, don't talk to me at home also. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu who could have been more busy than him? Somebody says, no, I've got a lot of stress at work and a lot of concern and pressure. So, pressure, pressure. Who could have had more pressure than Nabi Karim sallallahu the pressure of the entire ummah. People baying for his blood, the kuffar and mushrikeen. People doing everything in their capacity to try and persecute him, to harm him, to cause so much of difficulty for him. And then even after he made hijrah to Madinah munawwara then one army after the other is trying to attack Madinah munawwara and try to annihilate the Muslims. And he is the personality that has to lead the Muslims in all this. To defend Islam and defend the Muslims, defend Medina munawwara So who could have had more pressure than him? Who could have had greater concern than him? Who could have been a busier personality than him? And despite all this, Sayyidah Aisha says, Kana mihnati He at home, you're asking about what he would do at home? He would help his, his household people in their chores. He would help in the chores of the home. Many a person finds it below his dignity to hold a broom. He says, well, I came in the new marriage that time. They said, new broom sweep clean. I've done my job. Now it's the end of the story. Don't ever ask me to hold a broom again. <laughs> he used to help in the household chores. And? But yes, as soon as the azan was called, it appeared like he knew nobody in the home. He immediately proceeded to the salah. Now the balance. The whatever Allah Ta'ala's commands are and the rights of Allah Ta'ala, that was not compromised for anybody. But side by side, keeping that happy atmosphere at home, becoming a person of the home, keeping the home cheerful. On this note of being cheerful at home, Nabi Akareem would even be lighthearted. Just again, just barely some pointers. On on occasion, it was in the final illness of Nabi Karim ﷺ. He had just returned home from the Qabristan. And as he got home, he had a very severe headache. But it just happened that as he reached, Sayyidina Aisha ﷺ, she exclaimed about the headache that she was experiencing. So Nabi Karim ﷺ, in a light-hearted manner, a little bit jovial manner, he said to her, well, if it is what you are fearing, meaning that, Maybe this headache is so severe, it might lead to you, you know, your life going. So now this was in a light-hearted note, little bit of some, we might call it healthy teasing in a way. Says so, well, you need to not worry about it really. That because if I'm alive still, I will then pray for you. I will make dua for you. I'll beg forgiveness on your behalf. I'll take care of the burial, etc. Meaning what? how fortunate you would be that the nabi of allah taala will be making dua for you he'll be taking care of all this so inshallah your journey in the akhirat will be very good so in reply say the aisha manha also in that same light hearted way but she says okay i can see it now i can see it you are actually waiting for me to go and i can already foresee it. that if i pass away that same evening you will be worth one of your other wives nabi akram sallallahu wa just smiled about it and he said "Balwara you are complaining about the severity of your headache, actually mine is far more severe. But now the lesson in all this, the lesson in all this, that this was such a cheerful, such a happy atmosphere, there was this, and this little lightheartedness at the right time, in the appropriate place, in the appropriate way, all this adds a lot of goodness to that marriage. But in place of that lightheartedness in a good manner, in the right place, in the right time, in the right way, because everything has has a time and place. Instead of that, what comes around? Sarcastic comments only. Some humiliating things will be said. Things to just run somebody down. Things that are hurtful. Somebody doesn't like the father-in-law, the wife must hear about it, how bad that father-in-law is. He doesn't like his mother-in-law, she'll hear about it all the time. What does that got to do with her? But no, that she must know how bad her father is. And she must know what a terrible person her mother is. Whether that is the reality or not is another issue, if it was the reality. But is that her fault? No, no, she must hear about it. So what does this do? It's like chipping away at something. So now each time some hurtful comment, some sarcastic comment, some humiliating words, things that are running down somebody, It's chipping something away, it's chipping the heart away, that happiness away. Eventually one small thing happens, and now everything breaks down. And now everybody looks at that and she, he's also pointing out what a silly thing and trivial thing, she now is making such a big fuss about. No, no, that's the straw that's breaking the camel's back. Because already there's such a huge load on it. That emotional load is gone to a peak. Now the straw has merely been the tip of it, which broke the camel's back. But those hurtful comments and those sarcastic comments and this one, this happy manner, how they conducted themselves. On an occasion, he's saying to say the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. I know when you are happy with me, when you are upset. Who is talking? The Nabi of Allah wa Taala. And to be upset with the Nabi of Allah Taala, can that be tolerable? But Nabi Kareem saw tolerated it. He didn't pass any fatwa. Because this was a relationship, one was his personality as the Nabi of Allah Taala to be upset in that capacity that will lead to kufr. But in the capacity of the relationship between spouses, this was a different sphere. So he said it also in a light-hearted way. I know when you are happy with me, when you are not happy. So say the Aisha says, but how you know this? So he says when you are happy and you want know, to express something, you would say Laa rabbi Muhammad. No, by the Qasam of Muhammad sallallahu And then whatever you want to say, you'll say it. And then if it is a different mood sometime, then you'll say, La rabbi Ibrahim. You'll leave my name aside. You'll say, by the Rabb of Ibrahim, you'll take a Qasam in the name of the Rabb of Ibrahim and then you'll say what you want to say. So Aisha said, yes, but I only leave your name aside at that time. Meaning the love is still in my heart. I don't say anything else. It's just that temporary thing that I now just switch the name. But this too was dismissed in a light-hearted way. Kareem Sassam didn't regard it as something disrespectful. He didn't make an issue of it. He dismissed it in a very, very light way. Now that dismissal of things in a light-hearted manner, in a way that just makes small of things, that is what keeps that healthy environment at home. Now this is just merely touching less than a fraction of a fraction. There's so much to this to this aspect of the Mubarak life of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how he lived with the Azwaj Mutahharad, what kind of affection he displayed to them. Just to finish up on this one one incident, Sayyidah Aisha Ardlana mentions, that when Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sometimes I would be in the state of haze. But that doesn't make a person physically unclean. but That's a spiritual impurity. But despite being in that state, To teach the ummah what is the lesson, she is giving this message. That This is what used to happen. That Nabi Kareem would be eating, and we would be eating together. And I would drink out of some utensil. I would pass it to him. He would turn the utensil to drink from the spot that I drank. The fact that she is mentioning it, means that it was done in such an obvious manner. So that she will notice. Notice and do what? It was not going to change the taste of that whatever drink was in that that water that was in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it will change the sweetness of the heart. It will bring sweetness into the heart. That drink will only sweeten the mouth, but this action sweetened the heart. He says, I would take a bite out of a muscle, and then pass it on, he would turn it to find the spot that I bit out of, and bite out of that spot, Obviously again was done in such a way that this was very, very noticeable. Why? It's not going to change the taste of that morsel of food. But before that morsel of food went into the mouth, it already changed the taste of the heart. It filled the heart with happiness. Now in the within the confines of privacy, this was the kind of affection that Nabiya Kareem salasim, showed to his showed to his wives, being the Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, with all that stress that he had to undergo all the busy time that he had with all that he had time for his wives to spend this kind of quality time with them. But this did not bring any kind of lacking in what the requirement of deen was and the effort of deen. But despite all that, this was the example that he displayed within the home. Now just as mentioned right at the beginning, Nabi Kareem was sent to us, Allah Ta'ala blessed the ummah With Nabiya Kareem as a model, as a splendid example, the most perfect and most excellent example, an example is meant to be emulated. An example is meant to be followed. Now, this is what we just discussed, as mentioned, is not even less than a drop in the ocean. But if we practice on these few guidelines also, already this will take us a long way ahead. Allah Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq of